Hello, welcome to another episode of When a Guy Has a Really Fucked Up Gender, the podcast where I interview guys with really fucked up genders. As always, I'm your host, Jolene. Um, thank you so much to everyone that has tuned in so far, everyone who's tuning in today, everyone who has reached out with kind words about the show or the interviews. Um, it's really, really meaningful to hear all that, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you also to everyone that has donated. Um, as I have mentioned before, there's a little Kofi link you can find on the Twitter account for the podcast. Um, if you'd like to remunerate me in some way for providing entertainment and insight into your life, I would greatly appreciate it. But um, it is not necessary, expected, required, any of those things. Um, but it is an option. Today I have with me. Um, Honestly, like one of my dearest friends in the world. Um, <laughs> someone who I, I have a lot of love in my heart for. And our friendship actually began with me. I think like one of the first times we spoke was me um, giving you some advice about your gender. Yep, very true. Um, so I have, with, I have here today, Levin. Hello, I'm very excited to be here. I hope I am interesting. I think you will be. I think... You are you sort of do represent. I mean, this is like new territory for um, the the sort of guests I've had on the show. Insofar as like, um, mm. your genderous your genderous journey is, um, I feel like it's been on the precipice for a yeah. while, which is not uncommon for guests to have spent a lot of the time. But I guess the thing is that you are still right precipitous it's still the next two weeks are going to be big gender weeks for me so it feels like it's time to talk about all this shit so yeah yeah I think that's that's really good I guess um how are the next two weeks going to be big gender weeks for you so I have two consult appointments for uh top surgery stuff set up I have one tomorrow another on Friday and then I think I have another one even my mom has been very helpful with it um and next week, I am meeting about going on like low-dose tea with um, someone from like a telehealth thingamajiggy called Folks or whatever. Um, I have no idea if it's good or not. Um, and, you know, it's been like over a year that I've been thinking about this. And so it was time to take action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, yeah, that's lovely. Um, what did you, so, so I guess I, I, I want to, to, what, what exactly do you mean by top surgery? Um, well, for me, I, I mean, like, I feel like, I don't know, when I say it, I feel sort of like it's like fraudulent because it's like, I'm not really out to like my mom or, you know, whatever, but I'm getting a breast reduction, which is different than like, you know, obviously like a traditional top surgery thing. But for me, feels like significant in that way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also just kind of like need the relief like now. <laughs> and I don't know when yeah. I'll like to you know come out to my family so it's like um you know this is something I can do like now um mm-hmm. you know and have the support of family for so it's like I feel like I should take that step right and so like they are I they're, they're under the impression that this is just like a sort of yeah back back pain generic any one of the generic reasons they still sort right. of yeah well my mom up- it's that and that I want to wear button-down shirts more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's true, but, like, you know, it's more than yeah. that. 
It can be true. I mean, there's a, there's a sort of, I guess, like web of connections with, yeah, for but with but that includes button-down shirts are one of the sort of nodes of that, perhaps. And then my dad has no idea anything that I'm doing, so I'm just gonna, I'm kind of worried about how I'm gonna navigate that. It's like I'm just gonna show up with like smaller tits and you know hope he doesn't notice. I don't know. And if he does notice, it's fucking weird. So. <laughs> I yeah, mean, but it, from, from our conversations, it seems like your dad has a tendency towards sometimes, um, yeah, weirdness. I mean, especially yeah, yeah. like the gender stuff, like yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's this this interview is going to be challenging because we talk so much. Um, right. I've talked to you so much specifically about your sort of journey and. Yeah, and you've been so key to that for me as well. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and so it's it's I'm trying to sort of keep this conversation in a in a way that sort of listens well. Um, yeah. Where our audience obviously does not know nearly as much about your life as I do. True. True. Um, yeah. But. Um. But yeah, I guess I mean, where 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 should we start with this? Like, sort of, I guess. Well, let's let's. What are your sort of like goals with, um, I mean, you say you're doing, you're doing the sort of breast reduction um, right? and you're doing low dose testosterone. I guess like, what are your kind of goals with that? I mean, my goals are definitely to be like seen as more masculine, um, and to like masculinize my body a bit. Um, I still don't know how far I want to go with that, um, I think a big thing will be like seeing how low dose tea goes. Um, and then also I feel like once I get the breast reduction, I wear like a binder in a way that actually works. <laughs> um, Cause right now, if I try to wear one, it just looks stupid. Um, so like, those are the goals with that. Um, right now I use like they, them pronouns, um, which I don't know. I have this like pressure that, that I feel that, like I need to like pick a gender or whatever. Um, and so for a while I was thinking like, you know, no, I'm actually like definitely like trans, like a trans man or whatever. I was like, giving away all of my perfume, you know, shit like that. And then I was like, wait, no, like, um, I like that perfume. I regret doing that. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's difficult to sort of, I mean, because I think like, you know, we, we have the sort of like, contentless idea of like non non-binary non-binarity or what have yeah. you yeah um, it, but that doesn't really sort of like you know guide people any more than just saying that like you're allowed to be things that aren't this but then it's like what sort of things are still available for you to pick yeah um, yeah and, and i mean oh go ahead sorry no i mean i was just going to say it seems like i mean like in the sort of like conversations we've had it seems like you're I don't know the things that you tend to sort of like pick out as like oh like what if I was this are not like they're not the usual reference um that yeah. I see like I mean I don't know maybe this is wrong but I feel like you've never like <laughs> expressed desire to be a twink or anything like that to me um, I mean I would like to look like David Bowie or whatever, but like, so does as many people. And like, that was a right. weird thing for me, just figuring out like, do I want to be skinny or, or like, it's like a form of like androgynousness that like necessitates being thin or whatever. So it's like, and that's just like not how my body naturally goes. So it's like, if I want, I couldn't really be a twink because I'm like, you know, 
like a thicker person or whatever. So I'm trying to think about like what the realm of possibility is given like the own confines of like biology and like weight and like all of that. So I don't know. I mean, do they have chubby twinks? Maybe they do. Uh, yeah. They're definitely like, I mean, they're definitely like sort of, it's a difficult question. Like they're definitely, I, I definitely know um, sort of like heavier, thicker people that have twink energy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, but I guess it's sort of, you know, I guess it's this kind of obviously the sort of like, I mean, the, the sexual marketplace that is the kind of like arbiter of who is and isn't twinks is very, um, I mean, it, 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 all sexual marketplaces are, are fat folk. Yeah. Um, and then but, it's, what's nice is like, that's also not a marketplace that I feel like that interested in. I think I'm into women. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it's just weird, I guess, just like reckoning with like what you can, like, even just like the possibility that like, oh, you know, like I can change my body in certain ways that are like healthy or good or whatever. And like other ways that I want to change it are not necessarily like what's good or healthy. So like trying to find what that line is, it's been kind of challenging. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and we've had a lot of conversations about that and I know, I mean, yeah. let's let's talk about. I guess, I mean, yeah, this is going to be sort of opening up. I guess maybe the the, the can of worms for the episode, which is like oh, yeah. your, your 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 history of um, unhealthily uh, modifying your body. I guess if you if you want to, yeah. And I feel like this is probably a really common thing with like trans mass people too. But it's like you know, if you're like restricting, you're eating a lot or whatever, and it's like losing weight, especially. So like I have so for the longest time, right. I didn't think that I was like allowed to be non-binary because I'm just like not naturally androgynous looking. And it's like, I could wear an androgynous outfit and it wouldn't look androgynous on me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like very afraid of being this like she, they who like, you know, was just using it to be like a special snowflake or something. Um, <laughs> and um, so I was like, okay, like I can't be non-binary if I'm not androgynous. Um, but then like wanting to be androgynous, like so badly, <laughs> um like physically um and then trying to kind of get my body to be that way through just like really kind of fucked up means um like eating disorder shit um and know how much I should go into that I can um and yeah I mean that was that that was sort of what I was directing you to was was eating disorder shit Uh. (laughs) yeah yeah I mean like I mean I'm yeah I I think that that's you know a pertinent topic for the episode and for for sure I, mean, um, I guess, just, like, the exploration of gender insofar as, like... Right. Yeah, so it's, like... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, insofar as, like, weight and... um. I mean, yeah, like, weight and the sort of, like, way that bodies carry it is a... Um, yeah. Like, marker of gender in sort of, like, all sorts of directions. And... Yeah. Um, it's incredibly like uh i mean like a lot of the sort of like social pressures around are incredibly destructive and yeah um yeah yeah so it's like i would you know i in high school or whatever i like have all these journal entries which i have some of them here you know if um that's something i should read out loud but like yeah this is like um i would kind of like just i had this like vague desire to just like be thinner and androgynous that i didn't really understand and like the way i understood it at the time was that it was just like patriarchy like, okay, this is, like, you know, patriarchal beauty standards or whatever. Um, and then, like, 
you know, when shit got really bad with like um, bulimia, particularly in college, um, I wound up going to like residential treatment twice. Um, and it's so funny because it's like I think about, you know, the stuff I would like write about in my journal or like talk about in these like uh, therapy sessions or whatever. Right. And the whole like solution that they gave me was just like, oh, you have to accept your body, you know, like you have to just accept the way it is and like love it the way it is. And it's like on the one hand, like, yes, like good to love your body. On the other hand, it's like, why is this feeling not going away? It's like, I've been dealing with this stuff since I was 12. I am now 26, right? Like, um, it's just not changed. And then strangely, um, <laughs> I was having a bit of like a relapse this, like about a year ago, and I made this Twitter account um, that was sort of like an, you know, like a ED Twitter thing, which is like super cringe, um, but whatever. Um, and then I wound up kind of like, I don't know if this was like some weird unconscious Freud, I don't even have no idea, but like I just wound up following all these like trans people <laughs> on my like secret Twitter or whatever. Um, and then like befriending them. <laughs> and then they, I feel like that kind of like gently led me to this whole like gender realization thing, um, which happened about like a year ago. So. So so when you, when you say that there was a lot there, I, I, I do want to return to something you said kind of early in that spiel. Um, yeah, you're sort of like talking about um, wanting to be thin, but also like wanting to be like thin insofar as like that's connected with androgyny. Yeah, and you at the time are sort of like thinking about that as like a kind of patriarchal beauty standard. Yeah, thinking that like when you say that, do you mean like androgyny is the thing that you sort of like as this you know young young sort of like teenager understood as being like what was beautiful? Um, I think I, yeah, I mean, like, I think it was, like, androgyny. I think, like, I also had a lot of, like, ideas about, um, I don't know. I guess I thought that, like, all women hated being women. Um, like, I thought that was just, like, part of, like, being a woman was just, like, hating being a woman. And I don't know. Like, um, it was never really about, like, being sexually attractive to men necessarily. It was more so, like, you know, like, I read about, like, my, my old journal entries. It's all, like, this thing about like, respect or whatever. And like thinking that that's why I wanted it was because of this. And then like that's something that's a struggle for me now is that like, is this, and that's why I thought it was so much internalized patriarchy, but then I have all these other journal entries where like, I wish I was a man, guess it's patriarchy, you know? Um, so it's like stuff I'm still trying to put together, but I think it was like, um, I don't know, the idea of like a, a typical, like a runway model or whatever, like that's sort of what I wanted to look like because it seemed like the most, it seemed like a blank palette I guess um that you could like write whatever you wanted on whereas like my body was already like written on sort of um, yeah yeah and I, I, I think yeah. go ahead I think no I mean this is just something that, that's come up in previous interviews and it's something I've sort of thought about um but I I, I haven't ever put it this way but the sort of like yeah I wonder how much of the sort of like you know interior desire for androgyny is this like idea that then you know, we can sort of opt into the things very yeah. situationally. Like, you know, you can sort of, you can like boy mode or girl mode, you know, depending exactly. on like, do I have to interact with, you know, someone I'm trying to fuck or do I have to interact with someone that like, I want to like, you know, I want to, to to not fuck me or to like, at least like treat me like yeah. a human being, right? Or even um, just like, I feel like... <laughs> it's kind of dark when you put it like that, but um, yeah. Or even just like even in like a less dark way, it's sort of like 
I don't know, like, how do I want to, like, present on, like, a given day, you know? Yeah. Like, regardless of, like, you know, the sexualizing of, like, a woman's body or whatever, like, maybe sometimes I want to, like, be this thing and sometimes I want to be that thing and just, like, have options that are, like, yeah, that's, that's like, the sort of, like, you know? That's the um, less, like, socially determined version of, of what I was talking about. Yeah, and it's, like, both dynamics, yeah. like, at play, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but both both certainly exist. It's not sort of, you know, so over-determined by this. Yeah. Um, um, but it was hard for me to, like, parse, I guess, like, what was kind of, like, a dysfunctional, like, oh, I just don't want to be sexualized or whatever. And, like, you know, that's just, like, my lot in life or whatever versus the, like, no, like, I actually want to do gender things that are, like, different and that are actually, like, you know, and it's, like, there's not such a clear line. And, like, talking to you also is, like, really elucidated, like, a lot of this stuff for me as well. Um, just, like, I don't know. I remember we were having a conversation where I was, like, you know, like, do I want, you know, to not be a woman because of, like, trauma or whatever? Like, do I not want to be a woman because I it's, like, some sort of, like, authentic feeling, you know? And you were, like, why does it matter? Like, where the origin is you know like maybe it's both you know and why is one better than the other if that's what you know you want to live your life in and as so I think that like I don't know hearing you say that meant a lot to me and that's something that I'm like that was like a big moment <laughs> of, yeah like, you know, I don't have to go in circles about like is it the patriarchy you know whatever um it's just what I want you know and have wanted and have tried to get unhealthily and you know, it's like if I can do it in like a healthy way that's like affirming and like I don't know, and like it's good. Right. I mean, it's I I recall that sort of you know conversation. I yeah. I mean, like what I said is that like you know does if you like find this origin, do you like suddenly like not have to live with those feelings anymore? Yeah. Um, and the answer is like no, of course. Like yeah. Um, you know, the sort of, like, tr tracking down the genealogy of a feeling doesn't um, doesn't undo it. But I think giving that feeling something that it can do um, that isn't just, like, sort of, like, you know, entirely self-destructive yeah. um, is, is, is the kind of, I guess, like, the way, to my mind, to resolve those yeah. sorts of feelings. Um, and it's like I've done, you know, like, trauma therapy, and I did it pretty recently, like, um, again, after this, like, relapse, just, like, this whole trauma therapy thing. And afterwards, what I was, like, left with was this, like, okay, I don't hate myself, right? Like, but, like, damn, I just really wish that I, like, looked a certain way still, <laughs> you yeah. know? And it's, like, all right, you know, like, there's that. And it hasn't, you know, like, it's not even really rooted in, like, self-loathing, you know, at the end. I think that helped as well, just, like, even if yeah. I carry it away and like, you know, it's still there. It hasn't gone away. And it's just, it's strange to me that nobody had ever suggested, I don't know, this possibility to me, like my entire life, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think this is something you've talked about before. Like you sort yeah. of, you know, you've, you've gone through all these journal entries and you've like replayed to yourself um, all these things you talked about with like therapists. Um, yeah. Who you've, you know, been seen for like quite a quite a significant portion of your life I think at this point yeah um, and and then you know the the sort of the, the possibility of like you not having to um or the possibility of you you know moving in this direction moving towards away from womanhood towards something else was never sort of brought up no, um, never, yeah 
And I, and it, it sort of strikes me a question. Um, when did you sort of like become aware of like the possibility of transition um, in your life? Not like necessarily for you, but just as like, I guess like, how did you learn about trans people? This is a question I'm always really fascinated. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. Like, I think the first trans person that I ever met was a trans guy who I knew in high school. Um, and he like transitioned super early and he was like, sort of the like I don't know like everyone was like so supportive of him and he was sort of like this like mascot of like you know the trans guy or whatever and I don't know he went to prom with my friend who I also like thought was really cute my friend um and I don't know I I just like I guess it just like looking at him it just felt so disconnected from myself you know um right. it didn't feel like a possibility um in any yeah. even though it was something that was like right in front of me you know um it just felt like I don't know I just was so I think I was very much like in like survival mode and all of like high school or whatever that I just like didn't think that deeply about shit like I don't know should I read my silly journal entries yeah I mean I I would love for you to they they have been um I think they're or they're yeah they're they're interesting they provide good grist for conversations um i would mean i i was going to sort of add my sort of or at least offer my sort of perspective which is that i feel like with sort of um when that kind of person is like your first exposure to transition it's like so i feel like that I mean like that and that sort of like environment of knowing that person right where it's like yeah you know, high school it's this like you know, like if, from what it sounds like, you know, this this kid was not like subject to bullying or um, no, like everyone like loved him, you know. Yeah, but I feel as though you know, obviously, like I think from his perspective, um, I assume that you know, I mean, I I don't want to like assume. T I guess I can't assume too much, but mm -hmm. I know if I were in that position, even if it wasn't happening, I would still be like horrified, um, and like very aware that like my position was, you know, oh, yeah, because he was like and like the only trans person in like our whole you know it was like a bunch of schools I guess he was like the only trans person that like any of us knew so I think he felt this like mean I don't know my own psychic <laughs> of him is you know a whole other thing but yeah I mean I think that would have been like awful in another way you know yeah well and so I think that that's sort of like you know that kind of that kind of person and the sort of like way that you as someone who's like not you know who you know is maybe like an acquaintance of his but not like particularly close um, yeah, like, you wouldn't have any sort of way to, like, I think, understand what, like, being trans is besides, yeah. like, because some I sort never... of, like, conviction yeah. that, like, arises out of kind of, right. and arises I never... out of nowhere. And I feel like oftentimes with, like, the sort of, like, I'm kind of, like, in awe of people like, like, Kim Petras, who are, like, able to, like, articulate themselves yeah. as, like, you know, I mean, like, I guess, like, not specifically trans, but, like, as the gender that they are you know in spite of sort of like yeah um, the way that they've been assigned um like yeah. so young that's just sort of like it's it's really like a sort of remarkable situation and I mean it's not yeah. you know entirely the child it's also I think um okay. a great respect like how their parents react to them yeah um, and I think, like I only ever saw him you know like after transitioning like I have no idea about like, I don't know. And I think if I had like seen like maybe, you know, this is just, you know, spitballing, but if I'd seen like a before after thing, um, I would have been able to like make that connection of like, oh, the way I am now is not like 
the way I always have to be, in a sense. Um, yeah, I think there's this real idea. Um, I just saw I, him looking like a guy, and I was like, oh, here's this guy that I'll never look like, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, like, this thing that, like, I think, like, I certainly believed, like, when I was younger and sort of, like, before I, you know, met a lot of trans people or understood myself as trans that, like, you know, the sort of, like, line between, like, a, a butch lesbian and a trans guy or, you know, like, yeah. a really effeminate man um, and a trans woman was, like, that, like, that was the sort of, like, progression um, and yeah. that, like, hmm. you you couldn't be, like, you know, that, like that would be like what the what the before picture was was like yeah oh yeah. like it didn't really change that much but like no like you look at like you know sort of like I mean like yeah you you see all these pictures and you realize like no like people are yeah like I always joke like I don't know or like I was I'm like really good at like being a girl or whatever like yeah I feel like I because I was also like very obsessed with like you know wanting to like please people and like you know, being acceptable socially and like, okay, here's like this physicality that I wound up with and how do I make it acceptable? Um, so I kind of just like leaned into it, but yeah, no. And then that, that was like a whole thing for me too, is like going and looking at my old like pictures on Facebook of like eighth and ninth and 10th grade and being like, I'm really, you know, look, you know, I, I don't fit that, that whole like narrative of like, oh, you know, when I was four, I was like, I was born in the wrong body or, you know, that whole shit. Yeah. That, I don't know. Some people feel, but no yeah I mean like it's certainly like a thing that happens but I think it's um you know I guess like the the, the way that that sort of I mean like one became the sort of like you know for for years at least I think was kind of like the dominant like cultural narrative was like I don't know like I think like I remember like when I like sort of like first like found out about trans people I was like oh this is just like a thing like you know if you have it right um, that's sort of how I, I think like, that's probably no obviously like not true because yeah. like I mean, yeah. I had, like, already kind of at that point, like, gone through my own sort of, like, you know, reckoning with my sexuality of, yeah, um, which, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I've i been very sure of for, like, you know, since then, but at the time was very, like, um, I, I had a lot of kind of, like, insecurity about, like, am I really this? Do I just want this to, like, you know, yeah. be special or, you know? Yeah. I feel like what's interesting, and maybe, I started to but, like, I think this kind of elucidates how I would like think about it, right? So this is from, it was July 11th, 2013. So I would have been like 16 or 17. And like I wrote, um, I hate being female. Um, I'm 136 pounds and five foot five and I hate it. I hate hips and breasts and crying and feelings and food and fat. Too bad that I'm inextricably tied to all of these things, but there's absolutely nothing I can do. It's ironically the one thing that will make my body more masculine will make my brain more stereotypically feminine, which is focusing on weight loss, obsessing over calories and thighs, and I just can't do it. And it's so funny to me, like, sorry, that okay, that's the journal entry, right? And it's just so yeah. funny that I think of it like I just I just seem like I've never heard of a trans person. <laughs> right? It's this yeah. sort of No, because it is this sort of like thing where it's like Yeah. Yeah, it, it's I, it is this real, and like obviously you had, but it was like you know this sort of thing that wasn't um, available to you as like an option or didn't like sort of like appear to you as yeah, um, yeah, as something that you could potentially like, yeah, that that might make sense for you, but yeah. no, that's yeah. interesting. The sort of it's interesting too in there how you sort of like also like have this kind of like meta concern for what kind of habits you're building and like yeah 
it seems like you sort of like conceptualize your situation of being kind of um like a like a sort of like double bind like from the one right. direction it's like yeah you know mm -hmm. sort of like restricting and and so on and so forth is going to you know um yeah it's like very like a feminine thing you know like or like yeah, know, but, but, it's, but it's feminine and you sort of like recognize that like it seems like you have a kind of like I don't know, like, is that something that you, how, I guess, did you value the sort of, like, idea of, like, you know, feminine behavior sort of separated from feminine physicality then versus, like, how do you um, value that, like, presently? I mean, I guess as a kid, you know, like, I did have, and this is something that, like, I'm still, you know, dealing with, obviously, but it's, like, this idea of, like, definitely very much, like, oh, like, eating disorders are, like, feminine, and it's, like, um, both of the treatment centers I went to were all, you know, women or whatever. But there was a trans guy at the second one I went to. And I remember just, like, really feeling for him because it's, like, the whole thing was, like, very pink and, like, very, like, hyper-feminine. Like, the whole environment of the treatment center was um, this, like, you know, meant to be, like, this cutesy whatever. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, very strange. Um, and so, like, very much feeling, like, you know, because, like, all of my, a lot of my, like, wait shit it's like about gender yeah but it's also like about seeing my mom do certain things it was also about like you know um I don't know like my mom would like buy my brother like Cheez-Its or whatever and like for some reason they would be like his Cheez-Its and it's like they weren't for me when I like wanted a snack I was supposed to have something else which is like why you know yeah um now that I'm like older but it's also very complicated because I also like associate like fat with like femininity um somewhere in my brain uh for some reason because I guess, like, to have a feminine body is to have more body fat, right? Um, so that kind of physical thing um, feels like, I don't know, feels like pressing. Uh, not like pressing, but like, you know, like a truth that I can't really get around other than trying to, like, accept the idea of, like, a kind of, like, masculinity that isn't the one that I necessarily want but that are like would choose, but like is still better than feeling really uncomfortable as like a woman. And and how how would you sort of, I guess like what are you kind of anticipating that to be? I mean, do you do you sort of like know? Do you do you have thoughts or is it just kind about of like, how I want to turn out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean like I I know we've talked about this before and it's yeah, you know, it does seem like a grab bag because on the one hand I don't know. I mean, like the, the the one that I'm always remember is Fidel Castro. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's like exactly. It's like I would be very happy to look like Fidel Castro. Obviously, I think he's very cute. Um, I no, I love no, and that's like something that I like, you know, like a thing that I think I could do. And it's like, um, I guess I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of, you know, along for the ride at this point. Um, like I know, I know that I will feel better with like less boobs like I know that for a fact um and I will go on tea and like I'll see what happens I don't know like how far I want to go with it but I want like a more you know masculine face and body um and I'm going I'm starting out kind of small because I'm a little bit of a like a nervous cautious kind of person <laughs> um but like no I like I want a lower voice like I want you know I, I don't know if I want a beard or whatever but like I don't know I'm open to just like at this point, it's been like a long time that I've been thinking about this and going back and forth. Like I made an appointment that I like ghosted um, with like Planned Parenthood a while ago. Like I haven't not wanted to do it any less, you know? So like, mm -hmm. 
I don't know. It's weird that like I don't have that like a specific image in mind, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel open to whatever the fuck happens because I feel like you can't control it to the extent that I would like to, but yeah. But then I'll like, I think I'll roll with it because I'm not happy with my current scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I definitely sort of, I don't know, like went through something kind of similar of like, I don't know. I, I like, I thought about transitioning for years, but I also like didn't really have a sense or like I had a sense of like, you know, um, I think I used this like analogy the other day of like, if I just had like, you know, the character creator. Um, yeah. Like yeah, building yeah. My body, like what I might go for, but it's like, that's kind of, you know, like a lot of those things are kind of like foreclosed. Like I'm, you know, six yeah. feet tall. And that's like, not really like, yeah, it's like I'm five, choose, I'm, but it's I'm like, five, well, six, now that I'm, be, you know, I'm five, six, I can't be like tall. You know, that's not, not something I can do anything about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but five. it's like, whereas like, if I think about, you know, like, I don't know. I guess I like had some sense because I did like the I did like one of those like face app things before I started transitioning. Yeah. I, I I stayed away for it for most of the time that I was like in the sort of like, you know, holding pattern of like had realized I was trans but wasn't you yeah. know transitioning about it yet. Um, See, go ahead, sorry, but I, I, well, I, I was just gonna say I looked like my mother, and so I guess I was sort of like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna become my mom. That's fine. Um, I did it and I looked like my brother, which I did not like. But the thing is, it gave me a bad haircut. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it gave me a really bad haircut. And it's like, well, I don't have to. And then I was like realizing, like, okay, well, I look like my brother. I don't like it. I'm not doing it. This is like months ago, right? Like maybe a year ago. And then I was like, wait, it just gave me a shitty haircut. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean that it's like, that's what I have to do. Like, I can have my hair however the fuck I want, you know? Like, I don't know. Do you um, think you're going to cut your hair? Sorry? Do you think you're going to cut your hair? Well, like my goal, my dream, right? It would be like, so on my priv, I have this picture of Towns Van Zandt, who's like a kind of a country folk singer guy, um, who'd be like very much what I would pick if I had the character creator of like what I would look like and what my voice would sound like and whatever. Um, right? And he has long hair, but it's like very clearly like a man with long hair. Um, so I'd like to have long hair. Um I like having long hair. I think everyone should have long hair. Um, you know, no, I, long long hair is a lot of fun. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if I'm not gonna look the way I want with long hair, then it's like maybe it's something I would consider. Right now, it feels really vulnerable. I'm very like insecure about my jawline or whatever. I really want it to be sharper. I'm thinking maybe if I'm on key for a bit, um, at that point, I might feel a little more ready to like get rid of the little safety blanket thing <laughs> mm -hmm. that hair is in a way. Um, yeah. But we'll see, you know, I've never had short hair and I am kind of a person that's like averse to change in some ways. So this is all big for me. Like, I, I don't know. I, parts of me, it's funny. Cause it's like, I feel like I, this, all of this is so new, but like also parts of my personality are just so consistent. Like I've liked the same music for so long. I've liked the same food for so, like, I'm very, Mm -hmm. consistent in a lot of ways so change is like ah but yeah it's interesting because I feel like a lot of this sort of like you mentioned having like the same music for uh you know most of your life I feel like a lot of the music you listen to or the way that you sort of like talk about music definitely seems to like I don't know it seems um isomorphic or sort of like you know kind of related to the way that you sort of like think your gender 
Oh, for sure. And want to do it. You know, I, I mean, you're always like, <laughs> you want to be a cowboy. Yeah. 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 You want to be a cowboy. You have like, you know, this sort of like bluegrass thing. Um, I want to be, I want to be like a fucking rambling, rambling, gambling troubadour or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I support that. That's like the music that I, you know, I like that shit. I love like sea shanties. I don't know. Like, you know, I got an Aran Island sweater recently, which is like, um, like an Irish sweater. And I love, like, you know, there's like all these folk songs about like sailors from Ireland. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I can wear my little sweater and be like in that vibe or whatever. It's kind of, it feels so silly. I don't know, but it's like. No, but I love it for you. It's, I mean, it, it does, it does sort of like, I don't know, it sort of fits you. I feel like in the sense of like, I don't know, you came into my life in like a sort of like a very difficult time for me personally. And yeah. I don't know, there, there's like a certain sort of, I'm thinking of like, I don't know, like, you know, the sort of like mm. the, the the handsome stranger that rolls into town and like solves, <laughs> and solves everyone's problems. And then is like, you know, tips his hat and is on his way. Yeah, um, I mean, I would love to do that. It's like, I want right. to be, I'm like in, in law school, right? But it's like, I want to be like a law school student. I want to be like an outlaw lawyer. I don't know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's listening, like, you know, who's, like, seen the movie, like, Easy Rider or whatever. There's the Jack Nicholson character <laughs> who um, is, like, you know, a lawyer who's in the who's in the drunk tank with the two, you know, like, uh, hippie guys. And he, like, gets them out. And he's, like, see, I work for the ACLU. And then he goes off with them. And it's, like, I don't know. That's what I want to do. I think I have this, like, um, little, like, uh, inside me, this, like, little, like, uh, fighting little bulldog or whatever <laughs> where I'm just, like, I don't know. And it's like something we've talked about too. It's like the whole like trans mask lawyer archetype thing. <laughs> it's just a thing. I don't know. It's really funny. Um, and I feel like I really, I don't know, I vibe with that. I was actually, yeah. I don't know if I told you this story. I was like looking at certain redacted pornographic materials on Tumblr. Um, and it was like a Tumblr run by like a trans guy. And you know, he had like all this whatever stuff on there that was like very sexual. And then somebody asked him like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he was like, I want to be, you know, or like when you're done with undergrad or whatever. He's like, I'm thinking about law school. And it like fucking killed me. I don't know. It was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a thing. Um, yeah. No, but I do like the idea of like being like gallant or whatever. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's like a particular sort of like care and nurturance. But yeah. in like a ma- but in like a masculine key. I guess so. But yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. And, and I want to be able to have power, you know, like in some way, which is part of the law school thing, right? Like mm-hmm. um you know, some power at least. I think everyone yeah. wants a lot, but like it feels weird to say it feels like it's so funny because like I say that and then I'm like oh that's embarrassing like I shouldn't say that I want power and then it's like where's that feeling coming from I don't know right (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I don't know the the sort of the 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 Nietzschean in me wants to say like Christian morality or something like that um that I think is probably like some internalized patriarchy bullshit actually yeah (laughs) probably yeah yeah but, like, who am I? Who am I to say that that's like a thing that I want? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I'm. I feel like I know. Like I was listening to other episodes of the pod, and it's like people are like, "Here's my gender." It's like I'm a Weimar era, whatever. Like you know, or like they have like this like very clear idea of it. And right now, it's just like 
you know, I have things that I would like, like to be. Um, I don't know if it'll like turn out like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know. I'm at a point where I'm like, I just want to know. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility, I think. And I, that's, you know, a certain. Mm, you broke up for a sec. Have to like fuck around and find out in like a certain. Literally, sense. yeah. Like, um, I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, not necessarily, but I think that there is like a sort of like, there does become a point where it's like, you know, like, you can spend the rest of your life wondering, or you can give it a shot. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, you know, there's sort of like off ramps, and it's, it's yeah. not really the. It's like I don't know. I fucked around with being on estrogen my whole life, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what have I found out? I don't really like it very much. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you found out. You found out eating disorders. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, hmm. You know, try try some new shit. <laughs> yeah. Something. You know. Yeah. And. Um. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, continue with what you were saying. I was going to sort of change the topic. So if you have more to say. No, I was just going to say, like, yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like, I really feel like that's how it is. It's like, okay, I fucked around with, like, this whole, like, being a girl thing for a while. Like, really long time. Um, And it's, like, not going that great. (laughs) And I, you know, have done, like, a whole lot of, you know, therapy shit and that hasn't really been particularly helpful. And then like hearing people say like, okay, you don't necessarily have to like accept your body the way it is when there's another thing that'll make you happy and like, doesn't hurt you. It's like, I don't know. That's just big. It was like a big, big brain blast for me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. The thing I was going, I was actually going to, well, Hmm. I was going to, I guess, I guess there's two options. There's one, I was going to ask if you had any more journal entries. Oh, I do. That you wanted to share. The other one was I was going to ask about, I was going to actually rewind um, way back to something we talked about at the beginning um, and ask you more questions about. Um, You made reference to to liking women and I was going to ask you some more about um, sexuality Mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll put both those in front of you and let you pick a direction. Shoot, I don't know. I'm like indecisive. They're both. <laughs> I mean, the other journal entry is just about me watching Mad Men. <laughs> um, well, let's go with that one because I, li- I, I, you've read that one to me, and I like it quite a bit. I like it too. Oh gosh, here's this one's funny though. It's like I like to pretend I'm, I'm just going through my little thing from 2013. I like to pretend I'm Franz Kafka, the poet of shame and guilt. Fearful that others judge my mind and body to be grotesque, consumed by repressed sexual desire. It's like, wh- what? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> part of it's like very much like a teenage melodrama thing. Okay, here's the mad one. one. I think part of it's teenage melodrama. Part of it's like there's some repression in there, you know. All right, and then this is from July first, twenty thirteen. So same age as the other one. I was watching Mad Men, and Don Draper was writing in a notebook, so now doing so seems less histrionic, teenage, and feminine, and feels more masculine and sexy. So I got inspired to write. It's sad, really, how much I hate the fact of my femininity, but there's really nothing I can do about it, again. (laughs) Besides lose weight, I don't want to be Betty, I want to be Dawn, but it's society's fault, not mine, for valuing him over her. All I can do is try to be as serious as possible, as solid and stoic and severe, all those S-words. Perhaps I should use a pen that isn't purple. (laughs) 
Okay, well, that actually, that actually maybe does, does a good job um, because uh-huh. um, I guess it's it's clear that you sort of, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe this isn't a good con- way to connect this to the other sort of thing, but um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll give you some of my reaction to that, right? Which is like clear that there's like a sort of, I mean, I guess it's the sort of like influence of, right, like feminism, right? That you sort of see like, yeah. There's like there's nothing, you know, wrong with I haven't seen Mad Men. Maybe there are many things wrong with her. I don't know. With Betty. Um but there's so many things wrong with Don. They're both awful people. Like Right. But there's like a sort of, I guess, um Yeah, it's it's you know, this I it's I mean I think it's a thing that um it seems like a lot of trans men deal with this sort of like question of like how to not um how to kind of like avoid this this you know like anti-feminist reading of transition as right and you like, know, like yeah. the the sort of like the amoral but like socially optimal choice right um, yeah like i feel like that's a you know like i don't know like i think about i don't know like the whole like transphobic you know rhetoric about like oh you know like being a woman for like trans men particularly it was like oh you know like being a woman is so hard that it's like no wonder you would want to like defect from that you know um but it feel you know it's more than that i think for me yeah i mean i think it's clearly more than that for everyone yeah um, and there's like this revelation that i had where i'm like women sometimes like being women like they really like it right <laughs> sometimes people choose to do that actually so yeah you know yeah i mean and it's it's you know i think your your friendships um and yeah. your 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 relationships with trans women have yeah uh, i don't know it seems like they've they've informed a lot of your growth um oh for sure yeah i guess i guess maybe maybe i don't know i guess i i maybe i can sort of like springboard all these together into like what do you think about women um or i guess sort of like the you know the sort of like sexuality question um mm. so i guess like my so like sexually i guess historically right i've like had a lot of i was in a relationship with someone who identified as a guy for the majority of it um but they are now using like they he pronouns um okay. yeah and that was like the last you know, for a while. Um, before that, I had had like a bunch of like Tinder hookups um, with like pretty much exclusively men, but I had like a few um, sexual encounters with women. And I realized now though, like when I think about those experiences with men, it was like, I didn't really want to have sex with them. <laughs> like I just kind of wanted to talk to them. Because uh, <laughs> it's like, I didn't have that many male friends and I think I was just kind of interested in like picking their brains a little. Um, I understand how a man ticks, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I don't know. So I feel like I use that era for that. And But then there was also, like, a certain way of being sexually that was, like, expected of me in the sense of, like, I don't know, guys just, like, assume that you want to be, like, choked and, like, submissive or whatever. And that's, like, what I thought that I wanted um, for the longest time. And now I'm in a relationship with a woman and being able to do other things it's like that never even thought that like to even think about you know and i'm like wildly into is like really liberating and nice um and it's just i don't know it's like where was i the last 25 years like where was me in me i don't know it's very strange um somewhere <laughs> but so like, I so I mean, I guess, I guess the sort of question that this is leading into is I don't know. I mean, I know I know your girlfriend. I'm friends with your girlfriend. Um, yeah. 
I hope that you guys never break up because I love both of you dearly. And I, I think your relationship is like, I made little heart hands. Um, yeah. It's very I good. I little heart hands as well. <laughs> but but um, I guess, I don't know, like, is that, is that, I guess, if you were to sort of like transition towards, you know, I mean, obviously you're sort of like, your 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 transition is, doesn't sound like it's, you know, the, the end goal is sort of like plain masculinity, but like. Right, but at the same time, I do enjoy being it does, like. It does sound guy. like pretty like, I don't know, like it sounds like what you're, what you're kind of thinking about is something that like maybe does kind of like, you know, even if like, you know, among your, you know, friends and loved ones, you, you know, exist, you know, a particular way, it doesn't, I don't know, like it sounds to me like I can imagine a day where like in your sort of like, I don't know, like day-to-day -day encounters with like store clerks or just like random strangers, they're, they're treating you as a man. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's, let's pause there and like, how do, I don't know, how do you feel about that possibility? I feel like chill about it. I don't know. I mean, okay. like, yeah, honestly, like, yeah. cause I, you know, and I think about like, and this is something that you said you're interested in talking about too, is like the idea of the future, right? Or like mm -hmm. growing a little more. So really sitting and thinking about that. And it's like, I do worry about like, I don't know, going to a courtroom and saying my pronouns are like they, them. Or whatever. Um, like, I, I worry that of that, like being taken less seriously or whatever bullshit. And it's like, when I hear, think about the idea of like being thought of as a man or whatever, I don't mind that at all. Um, I don't know. But then I also feel like when, I don't know, like if I'm with my girlfriend and we're going to a restaurant and they're like, oh, ladies, you know, like, I don't mind that either, really. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like love it, but I don't like hate it. Okay. So I don't know. Well, I guess maybe I like it because it's like nice for her. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's kind of its own bag of worms. But I do like being with her in the sense of like, I feel like I can take on this like being the boy role. <laughs> Um, in whatever capacity that I really like. Like, I don't know. Like, today I was, like, lifting her. I was, like, realized that I could, like, lift her up, you know? Oh, like, that's so oh, cute. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like, nah. or, I don't know. It's just really, really nice. I like being in that role. And that was a frustration I had, like, in the past, too, is, like, I really kind of just hated sitting around waiting for a guy to, like, I don't know, like, initiate shit. And even if he did, just like not being into it and like trying to will myself to be, I don't know. I feel so silly. I feel like I'm way too old to be like, am I gay? <laughs> like, am I into yeah. women? You know, exclusively, but like, whatever. <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, like, I guess like the sort of like question I was like leading us towards was like, I guess like the sort of like possibility of you, I don't know, like existing like along the continuum of like gay masculinity. Um, mm. Like or like, time. yeah, like, like, I guess, like, sort of, like, having, like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, transitioned in this way that, you know, is not, I guess, mm -hmm. like, not, like, you know, binaristically or whatever. I feel like that's yeah. sort of, like, you know, people, I don't know, I'm, I'm, like, not a fan of the idea of, like, a sort of, quote, unquote, binary trans person. Um, yeah. But, like, insofar as you're not sort of, you know... It seems like your transition goals are not quite so. Um... I can't really see myself like going on grind, like ever at any point going on like grinder or whatever. Like I, I don't know. Maybe right now I'm just in like a very not attracted to men era. No, I mean but, that's fine. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like 
I mean, it's it like, might also just, it can also just like be that you're not attracted to men. Like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I've you know, it's funny because it's like I've had so much sexual experience with men, and it was like not awful. Like, part of it was like kind of pleasant, you know, like, um, and that feels like oh, it should have just been awful the whole time. But if I am like you know, uh, they then uh, trans mask lesbian or whatever, I'm definitely like a bronze star one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I, th- I think I lost you for a second there. Oh, I was saying like, um, okay, so like if I am like a they them lesbian, which I don't know if I am, but like you know if I am, if I'm only into women, I'm definitely like a bronze star or like lesbian or whatever. Like, I have <laughs> all this like experience with men, and I feel like it should have been more awful than it was. If that's like com- something I'm completely uninterested in, but I guess compared to now, it just feels like not at all interesting. <laughs> Okay. No, I mean, that's fine. It's like a sort of, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Possibilities, you know, happen and then don't happen. And then, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm picking all of the flaky identities, the quote unquote flaky, right? I'm like, oh, I'm they, them. Oh, I'm bisexual. It's all like the flaky ones, which sounds like so silly, but like, I don't know. Part of me is like, it's flaky, but it's like, no, I'm allowed to be flaky. Whatever. You're allowed to be flaky. I support that. I support. Yeah. Yeah. I support flakiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. That's, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, what about growing old, though, now? Like, a, like sort of, like, you know, outside of all this. I don't know. How do you feel about being, like, mm. <laughs> I mean, like, it sounds like, honestly, like, I guess I'll, I'll sort of, you know, jump mm-hmm. in. It sounds like a lot of the, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the kind of things that you've, like, referenced are like, or the sort of, like, you know, like, the masculine roles that you referenced are, like, older ones. Mm, maybe that's um, true. I like the idea of... Like, mature, yeah. and like, sort of, like, experienced and, yeah. and capable. Yeah, I like that idea very much. And I'm in a place right now where I, like, feel very much, like, in love with life, I guess. <laughs> um, like, I, I, there are times in my life where I've been, like, very depressed or very, you know, whatever, suicidal and, like... I don't feel like that at all. Um, I want to live like a long life and, you know, do a lot and go a lot of places and love a lot. I don't know. That's what I want. Um, In terms of what that's going to look like, like, I don't know. Um, I, it's hard to imagine now, but the thing is, it's like, you know, our generation, right. Where there's like far more, I guess, like people who are actually transitioning or whatever, like, um, are going to be old at the same time. So I'm not going to be like alone in being like an old say them or whatever. If I do 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 that, you know, like, yeah. And thinking about that is like sort of nice. And I think about the woman that I met at the run fair. I think I was telling you about her a little bit. Um, yeah. It was like, you know, like an older trans woman who's just like radiated this like happiness to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I, I don't know, it just made me look emotional, I guess. Cause it was like, I don't know. Like, she has a good life, and, like, I couldn't yeah. forget, you know? What did you, what did, what did you guys talk about? I know you, you, you told me about this encounter earlier today, and you said that you, like, talked yeah. about gender and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember just saying, like, you know, I don't know, like, I'm thinking about, you know, like, going on tea, or, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but, like, I saw that you have this, like, trans heart pin, because she had, like, a little trans heart pin. She was, like, selling roses at the Renaissance Fair or whatever, um, and she was, like, you know, very sweet to me and like and just like her kindness and like she had this like very maternal vibe too and I had not talked to my mom for a while for like various reasons at that point too um 
but just like I don't know she was just like had this like warmth and was like oh be my friend on Facebook like you know message me whenever and like just this like welcomingness that was very kind and I think moved me at the time and it was also the idea of like someone who you know like I don't know like there's I, I think I grew up with like a very strict like I grew up like in a very high pressure environment or it's this whole idea of like okay you you know do really well in high school and go to like an elite college and then like have you know like an elite career or whatever and this is someone who's like selling roses at a renaissance fair right um and like also it was like you know a trans woman right and it's like you know other ways to live that are like you know and that's a big fear with my family too is that like my dad is going to be sad about not having like a pretty daughter or whatever at some point like if it comes to that I don't know um mm-hmm. And, like, that's something I'm going to have to deal with. And it's, like, you know, that pressure sucks. Um, but it's also, like, I'm a person and not an object, so. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. He'll he'll deal with it. You're... Oh, for sure. And, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, yeah I guess, do, how do you anticipate your mother? I think, well, you know, it's, like, my mom loves Cassandra. And, like, you know, I didn't really even, like, she literally just guessed that we were together. Because I was just saying that she was my friend. And she's, like realized I was spending a whole lot of time with this special friend, um, you know, and my mom is so great to Cassandra and is like, you know, trying to give her dresses and shit all the time, which is very cute, but maybe a little much, but very cute. <laughs> so I feel like she might surprise me. Um, I think it might weird her out. I don't know. I was just at the beach with Cass and my mom and Cass was like, um, do you think your mom realizes that like you're the boy quote unquote in like our relationship? And I was like, I don't think she has any idea. You know, like, even though I'm the, like, I, I don't think she has any idea. <laughs> um, so I think that will be like a weird thing for her. But then, you know, I feel like I've said this to you too. I'm like hoping that like, she can like, she just needs like someone to go get her nails done with. She can like go do that with like, maybe Cass or like someone else. <laughs> and then I can just kind of hang out um, and not do that. And I think if she has like a conduit for that energy or whatever, like that wanting to be a mom to a daughter thing. Like, you know, then she can be my mom in other ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. You've you, you did say that to me and it's yeah, yeah. It's it sounds lovely. I mean, yeah, you're Yeah. So I feel like she'll she'll probably be better than I'm like worried about. I just I don't know. Mm-hmm. And also like the name change thing, like makes me anxious a little too. Um, I don't know. I just feel like bad about being like, um, I don't like this name that you gave me. So I'm like picking another one. Um, not that it's like, you know, I think it would, you know, my mom at least would very much like get it, but yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting her or whatever, or like my family, my, my, you know, like zombie name or whatever. Uh, first name and middle name um, were both like after my great grandmas on both sides of the family so it's like fuck these great grandmas right <laughs> it's like no not that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I I know my mother told me at like a, mm-hmm. a kind of young age that she was afraid that I was going to run away when I turned 18 and just like leave the family mm. um, and huh. 
I, I sort of, when I, when I, and then when I sort of came to the understanding that I was trans and I was like transitioning, it sort of, I don't know, it put this like other sort of pressure on it just because I was like, I know so many trans people that just like don't talk to their families or have yeah. these like sort of like strained like half relationships with them. And yeah. I really wanted to avoid that because um, I don't know why. I mean, like, I, I guess I sort of just like felt for my mom about like knowing that she had this fear and like, yeah. I don't know. I it's I have a strange relationship with my mother um, for a lot of yeah. reasons, and I think I would probably be kind of justified, and I don't know, not like justified, but I think I would be justified in having a more distant and strange relationship than we do. Yeah, um, and then, I put a, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say I put like a lot of work into that um, because I think like despite all that, I do sort of still admire her in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, and I do yeah. love her a whole lot, and. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it sort of, you know, it, it colored my choice of name because I didn't want, I wanted the sort of like name thing to sort of be as kind of like little of a thing as possible. And so I, I did the old yeah. canard of choosing a, a name that has, you know, yeah. the, the same first letter. Right. I didn't do that at all, which I feel like, I don't know if I like didn't think it through or whatever, but my friend Chelsea was like literally yeah, just sort of. like. She was literally like, um, I was still like all blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I'm doing, gendery. Um, and she was like, so, you know, let's just say you went by like a different name. You know, she was all like sly. She's like, so if you just used a different name, right? Like, what would it be? And I was like, Levin from Anacronina, like immediately. <laughs> um, and so then like that kind of just stuck. But it was just like her asking the question kind of made me like be like, oh, like, where did that come from? But I also, yeah, I mean, like, it's a different letter. It's a different sound. Um, yeah. Well, is, is Levin, is, is that character, I haven't read Anna Karenina, is that character sort of like in the pantheon of of, of Lev gender? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, because he um, basically comes to this realization, I mean, spoilers for Anna Karenina, whatever, that <laughs> he like finds God and like meaning in this like way of life that's like being there for his wife and like being in the country and like farming and like this like duty um, of like you know, loving and like being loved and like the steely actions. Um, and like, fine. And you know, the whole thing, he's like struggling over like, what's the meaning of it all, you know, and like starts out kind of this like self loathing, you know, little like whiny guy, which it's like, you know, I was very self loathing for a very long time. I am trying not to be anymore. Um, and then he kind of matures into this like man who has this wife and has this, you know, child and has this experience of God with like having this family and being in nature and work and just like these simple things that are simple but full of dignity and meaning. And I don't know. It means a lot to me as a character. That makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. But I told, did I tell you about, like, I told my friend that from high school that I was like, going to go by Levin now. And then she was like, are you kidding? That's like the most annoying character. I'm like, Anna Karenina, you know, I'm like, <laughs> your reaction? <laughs> so I'm fine to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I think you did tell me that story. It was kind of hilarious. It's like, she's like, yeah, 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 non-binary, whatever. But what the fuck, Levin? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's, inter it's interesting that that, that 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 was sort of her, that she, she understood that that was the reference for that name i mean i guess it's, a, it's an uncommon name i don't know oh, we talked about anna kernan yeah. before she she went okay. to my college um also and she was an english major and stuff so okay so she had anna kernan yeah yeah had anna had anna kernan takes yeah 
but I also read it at a time that was like very significant for me where it was like this summer with this really wonderful professor um, at, it was like a summer class that was based on like deep Springs college. Um, and the professor is like, you should read Anna Karenina every 10 years and see which character you relate the most to. And I thought that was kind of cool. So like rereading, I was rereading it a bit last summer and thought that, I mean, it's like, there's other, char- you know, if I'm going to name myself after a book character, it's like, well, I'm not going to name myself like Ishmael, you know? That would have been very, I mean, I think, <laughs> I remember when I, said, I, sent, I sent you that care package and I was like, I feel like being swallowed by a whale is very, yeah. very levcore, yeah. It's like, I can't, I can't, I don't want to be like too annoying with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to name myself Ishmael. It's like obviously Moby Dick. Levin yeah. also has like, it's Levi, it could be Lev, you know, doesn't have to be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there, it has lots of, lots of like shortening options. Right, exactly. And I feel like I feel like Levi is very sort of like Jewish too, which I kind of like. Oh, I mean, I was going to say it, it sort of fits in the sort of like uh, the pantheon of like handsome rambler. Um, mm, maybe, just, yeah. maybe just because of genes, but <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, it's both, right? I think yeah, the Levi yeah. people who made the Levi's jeans were also Jewish and also cowboys. We love a Jewish cowboy. Yeah. Um, or like Nudie Cohen, who did those nudie suits that um, these like rock, you know, like country rock, folk rock guys, like uh, Grant Parsons or whatever would wear in like the 60s and 70s. He was like a Jewish immigrant who made these like kind of flamboyant cowboy, rhinestone, rhinestone cowboy suits. I don't know. It's like a cool archetype. You know, my, my sort of Jewish, cowboy. My Jewish ancestry um, includes a haberdasher in New Jersey. So I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just... If like things were slightly different, my family history would be so much more interesting. But um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah. he was he was one of the boring ones. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. But uh, I'm thinking rhinestone cowboy is like a good yeah. term. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot. Of sense. Yeah, sometimes a term that's surprisingly uh, common to mine hits you, and you're just like, oh fuck, that's what I've been doing. I had this yeah. realization last night that I was just like. Wait, what the fuck? I'm just a chapstick les- lesbian. What, wait, what's chapstick lesbian? It's like a lesbian that's just like very comfortable all the time. Just like a chill ass lesbian. Just like uh-huh. a chill lesbian who's just like, yeah, I'm just, you know, wearing whatever's comfy for the, I'm, I'm, I'm dressing practically. I'm, you know, I've got chapstick on me. I see. Okay. And it's like, fuck, that's, that's literally me. It's, I, I realize, I guess we, we don't, we haven't actually met in person. Um, despite yeah. our, our you know, extraordinarily close friendship. Um, yeah. But you, you, so you might not know this. I constantly have chapstick on me. Um, Interesting. Uh, and I'm constantly reapplying it. Um, <laughs> not constantly, but but quite. I'm very sensitive to to dry to my lips drying out, and so I, I, I make sure that I'm stocked at all times. Um, I feel like since I've had my gender realization shit, I've just like let myself be more grody. <laughs> but like, yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. No, I feel like a lot of, I think a lot of uh, sort of people moving, a lot of people following that pathway um, do that. I have, I, I do have a, a, a an interview lined up with a, a very dirty boy, um, and I'm excited for that one. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm like dirty, but it's like, I don't know, like my nails at any given time are just like disgusting. Um, no, no, yeah, you you are not dirty, but th- this boy is dirty. Um, he is solid. like sort of ex- the, ex- the, he is the... 
exaggerated version of that. A fun fact is that I've used um, man's deodorant since I was like 15. Oh, why, why was that? Because it's like the most effective one and then you're not paying the pink tax. True, true. You know, practical. Uh, <laughs> true. I mean, I use a sort of like gender neutral, like the, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's the more feminine, but it's like the Tom of Maine. Tom of Maine. Oh, that shit doesn't do anything for me. Oh, it, it, it's, it's, I'm like allergic to ingredients in a lot of. Oh, no, I need, so. I need the aluminium or whatever. I need the, I need all of that. Otherwise I get stinky. Yeah, I mean, I think I probably get a little stinky, but it's okay. I'm just kind of like, whatever. You know, I was thinking it's more not, like, about, egregious. Oh, it's not egregious. I'm thinking more about like my youth or whatever and like masculine archetypes and shit. And mm-hmm. this is kind of cringe, but I'm thinking, you know, about my whole like really into the guy from Into the Wild era. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, have you ever read or seen that movie? Um,. Oh no! Wait, I was thinking of like—is it Call of the Wild or Into the Wild? It's like um, this but guy. I was thinking of something. I was thinking of something else. It's like a yeah. guy who like grows up in this like fancy family and then decides to like burn all of his money and like change his name and go like hitchhike across the U.S. and go live in Alaska and then dies. Um, and he was like kind of stupid because he didn't have to die and like hurt a lot of people in doing that. But it was like probably a big reason why. Like when I was eighteen, like the first thing I did you know, right after I turned 18, that summer after graduating high school was go to Alaska. <laughs> um, or like, I don't know. I'm thinking like in the past, like I feel like I've had these like masculine archetypes that I've been like, do I want to be them or do I want to fuck them? And I think the answer is B. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that seems, that seems likely. Or like my cringe Bukowski era when I was like 13. Yeah. What was that about, you know? <laughs> Do you yeah, know? So I mean, yeah. so, okay, so the, the the thing that I had that confused with was the Jack London novel called oh, Wild. I like, you... I like Jack London, but Jack London never yeah. actually spent much time in the wild. So. Right, but he he didn't, but his sort of his sort of type seems... Oh, yeah, I remember reading, like, in half the, of it. In the... Yeah. Like, I read half it in, high, in, like, middle school, and, be, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know? Like have this sort of big like, damn, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and then I think at the time I like justified my Bukowski thing when I was like thirteen, being like, oh no, this is like a serious poet thing. But no, I like the machismo thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though now I read his poetry and I'm like, this guy sucks. I don't like him at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I tried to read Bukowski once, and I got to like some part. And wait, what's his like famous book? Mm, I don't know. I feel like I've read a lot of his stuff, but this is like most famous one. I don't know. It's been it's been quite a while. Maybe it was something else. But Bukowski's like, I smoke a cigarette. I hate women. I oh, smoke. No, maybe, maybe it wasn't Bukowski. Wait, who wrote the Naked Lunch? That's um that's uh William S. Burroughs, I think. No, okay, then it wasn't Burroughs. It wasn't Burroughs. I forget. Maybe it was I can't remember who it was. I read one of those books that was like one of those like the, beat the beats dudes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe was, I read it when I was like Kerouac? fifteen. Was it Yeah, yeah. Uh Kerouac. Oh no, it probably was Kerouac. What's Kerouac's book? On the road. What? On the road. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it was on the road. I got to some part where he's, like, talking about, like, beating his girlfriend, and I was just like, what the fuck? Why yeah. are, like, adults in my life, like, acting like this is, like, a book about a cool dude? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's, um, no... I just, like, never, I never went further with it. I think I stopped at that point. I was like... There's this quote from Sylvia Plath that really fucked me up for a while mm-hmm. about, like, me thinking, like, oh, all women feel like I do or whatever. Um, right. Let me read it, actually. I think this is interesting. Let me find it. Um, but it's basically just like about wanting to be like anonymous in a crowd and how you can't do that if you're a woman. And so like when I read this, I felt like, oh, like every woman feels like this. And that's just like part of womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Yes, my consuming desire is to mingle with road crews, sailors and soldiers, barroom regulars, be part of a scene, anonymous, listening, recording. All this is spoiled by the fact that I am a girl, a female, always supposedly in danger of assault and battery. My consuming interest in men and their lives is often misconstrued as a desire to seduce them or as an invitation to intimacy. Yes, God, I want to talk to everybody as deeply as I can. I want to be able to sleep in an open field, to travel west, to walk freely at night. Yeah, you know, I've heard I've heard that um somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard that quote before. Um and I, and mm-hmm. I, I like that a great great deal. I mean, it's very sad. Um It is sad, and it's like I read that and I was like, okay, this is just what it's like to be a woman, like what you feel. Yeah. Um, I think that sucks and it's like fuck that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, it's like it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, like if that's how everyone feels, like shouldn't we kind of have some sort of like ethical concern for that and and like there is you know with like feminism and stuff but it's like and it's okay to want to present like a woman and do all of that stuff too you know that should be okay but it's also like for me i want to do all that stuff and be kind of like mask with it yeah um yeah which is the realization i guess which sounds so simple i don't know no it, it makes sense i think okay yeah well we are we are we are at we are we are a little bit over an hour at this point which is around what i try to keep the interviews too do you have any sort of closing thoughts you'd like to to leave us Mm. with well i just think anyone who like listened to me you know ramble for this long um like it means so much to me um if i said anything awful please give me the benefit of the doubt uh that's it. <laughs> you can you can blame me for anything bad left said. It's my fault. Um, yeah. No, don't blame me. Don't blame, blame I was me. A, I was, me like I'm, a, I'm learning and growing. I'm a I'm a nefarious interviewer whose goal is to uh, trap people into admitting their so darkest, true. most problematic secrets. So true. That's not true. I I would never. No, I know. I'm kidding. I, You're a very sweet interviewer. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this has been a lovely. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, thank, you thank you so much to you, uh, our audience, for listening. Yes, thank you.